Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Hey you, what's the name? It's David. Yeah, yeah, it's David. <laughs> and I'm Josh Matheson. You can get the pom-poms out. Yeah. Is this in? I'm David. I'm David. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's all you need. You just need some I claps I was going to do E-D-L-Y, <laughs> but my brain panicked, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> D-A-V-E-D. I'm back yeah. doing tour. I'm back doing tour guiding again after like three years because it's mm. the summer, and it is. It does does not cease to amaze me. Like because it is just stream of consciousness. You don't prepare mm. it, and sometimes you're like, "Oh, that was quite good." What I just said, and then sometimes you say it, and like the way you phrase something, just because you're just you're just regurgitating. Yeah. Um, and because I'm out of practice, some of the stuff I was coming up with, like, <laughs> like, what did you? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> just like really unfunny things just because you're like i've got to say something yeah um, yeah i need to fill the silence it's getting awkward. that's why i always thought like performers like i know not most people that don't listen to this are performers some of them are but i like, i always like recommend to people it's like you need to like at some point experience what it's like to walk like do a commentary on a bus or just get someone to talk about something without the ability to stop for like an hour and like it, it's a real test for your brain and you really that's get to know really, about yeah itself yeah. a bit because you're like what what was that about like because at least like on this you can like you listen to something you have a little think and then you plan yeah. what you're going to say um but none of that so that's what happened with that intro it was, <laughs> it was somewhere in my brain that came out well i liked it good well this week we're looking at chapter 25 of treasure island which is i strike the jolly roger uh last week Jim went on a little cruise around the bay in his little coracle, basically just tried not to die of exhaustion, heat exposure, or dehydration. Yeah, and eventually made his way back to the ship, didn't he? He managed to kind of use his little paddle to kind of get through some of the waves. And I believe we've left him just getting to the Hispaniola. And oh, and as he jumped, sorry, his coracle went under the water. Yeah, it's gone. And so he is now stuck on the ship with no way off. That's correct. Yeah. So it's very much a do or die vigilante situation. Seems to be. He's going to have to subdue everyone on board, but he seems to think he can because he said that earlier in the chapter that he could. He reckons he'd be able to steal aboard and take all of the pirates out. And it's like you're you're an eight year old boy. Jim, you you don't have very brave one. Come on, mm. Jim. Is it brave? Is it no. brave or is it is silly? It yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I think it's the ignorance or the uh, naivety of youth of you know always thinking you're invulnerable, isn't it? Thinking that like nothing bad will ever happen to you. And uh, I wonder what age that innocence gets destroyed. <laughs> it's the same thing that why eight-year-olds will happily just step on a skateboard and not think about the consequences. But no, slightly, exactly. Slightly higher stakes than that. Yes, it is. When you've got a bunch of grown men with cutlasses and guns, kind of, and, and who are drunk as well. Yeah. And prone to violence. And none of them has a DBS. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you imagine that was like the last hurdle? Long John Silver actually never got aboard because he wasn't on the up. Yeah, so. his DBS didn't <laughs> come through. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Uh, we've got a photo to start. So let's have a little look at that. So I think these guys are passed out from drink. One looks dead. Uh, I know. This One guy here dead. literally looks like a zombie mask. It also looks like they've been drinking uh, Heinz tomato soup. 
It reminded me of the time mm. a, a couple of months ago where I basically I'd been drinking and basically fell asleep in all my clothes with the lights turned on in the room. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's happened a few times, but you know, you know, you know, it's a you know it's been a heavy one. If that's you've not even had the wherewithal to get undressed and turn the lights off and do all that stuff. Yeah, it's so funny that something so simple like that is what really makes you realize like oh yeah that wasn't i wasn't in a normal state of yeah, mind in any way shape or form <laughs> this guy on the floor here kind of looks like you know like when people make fake dull zombie people for like halloween, halloween. and things yeah, like yeah. that his yeah. arms are the wrong proportions like someone just stuffed them with newspaper or something yeah he looks like a scarecrow yeah he does doesn't he and then this guy like has very thick legs as well. Like it's just, it's just very again the illustration, the 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 scales all off. But I'm guessing by the tin cans on the floor that yeah they've been drinking. There is a knife over here, but I doubt they've been stabbed. But uh, we will find out what Jim's been up to. Chapter twenty five. I strike the Jolly Roger. I had scarce gained a position on the bowsprit when the flying jib flapped and filled upon the other tack with a report like a gun. The schooner trembled to her keel under the reverse, but next moment the other sails still drawing, the jib flapped back again and hung idle. This had nearly tossed me off into the sea. <laughs> he does like that word toss, doesn't he? It's <laughs> the full on, yep. <laughs> Just keep moving. Okay. And now I lost no time, crawled back along the bowsprit and tumbled head foremost on the deck. I was on the lee side of the forecastle and the mainsail, which was still drawing, concealed from me a certain portion of the after deck. Not a soul was to be seen. The planks, which had not been swabbed since the mutiny, bore the print of many feet and an empty bottle broken by the neck, tumbled to and fro like a live thing in the scuppers. What do you reckon would happen? Like, it says obviously there the planks had not been swabbed. Yeah. If you're at sea and you don't do that, what happens? Do the planks get covered in what? Like just gunk or? Probably some gunk. Because um, you'd imagine with waves coming over the sides or. It's hard to see the importance of scrubbing the decks when you're at sea, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I just wonder, yeah. like, you know, no one's walking around with a Dyson or... I mean, normal water on wood, eventually, it doesn't take long for it. You only have to look at, like, outside decking, like wooden yeah. decking. If you oh, get... so you... oh, okay, so maybe the swabbing's to, to get rid of the extra water and stuff. Whenever you hear about scrubbing the decks, I always thought that was just like, oh, it's, it's more, of a, more of a power dynamic. Like, you're at the bottom of the rung, so scrub the decks. Not that there's really a need for it. So I just looked it up. What is swabbing the deck for? In real life, swabbing the deck is done to keep moss and mould from growing on the deck. Uh... It also keeps the planks swelled up. So there's little room for water to get into the lower decks. Sure. So like the water gets onto the planks and makes the wood stay. So obviously the grooves must then be as small as possible as the wood expands so it means right. you actually waterproof the ship so that's right. quite interesting there you go so it, it actually serves a function of like you know actually keeping people dry in the quarters underneath didn't know as that. well as so they so when i was when, when i was like oh, okay so what happens if you don't do it they get moss moss and mold grow and you, and you get a leaky roof underneath yeah and you get a leaky roof suddenly the hispaniola came right into da, the da, wind da, da, da. 
The jibs behind me cracked aloud. The rudder slammed too. The whole ship gave a sickening heave and shudder, and at the same moment the main boom swung inboard, the sheet groaning in the blocks, and showed me the lee afterdeck. I'm not going to lie, my nautical terminology is not so much I understand what is happening. (laughs) Do you know, I was just thinking the same thing. I was thinking for somebody who regularly frequents cruise ships, none of this is making any sense to me. I know that there's the, so many, there's so much jargon. Yeah, they don't talk normal. Yeah, the boom is the horizontal pole which extends from the mast. The jib is actually the sail. Because there's like a lee shore, isn't there? That that's a term. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. <laughs> the bowsprit, I think, is the 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 thing at the front, the, like the pokey bit. Oh, is that for aerodynamics? God, we sound. There must be someone listening, going like, "These guys are thick." We sound a bit. Thick. Yeah, I know. It's so funny because like, I'm looking at leeward, and it's just like, "What?" The side of the ship that is towards the leeward is its leeward side. I'm like, <laughs> "That doesn't. That doesn't tell me which side it is." It's like, like it's when the you side, like where the wind isn't or something. It's like when you do articulate. Yeah, no, I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think it because I'm thinking it of it almost like port and starboard, and it's not. It it changes depending on depending on what side the, the wind's blowing from. Oh, I see. And then there's windward as well. Good. Toward so, yeah, the so wind. where the wind is and where it the wind. Doesn't say what not. it is. I think wind and lee are like oppositions. Yeah, the windward is upwind, leeward is downwind. Yeah, and then the after deck, I'm guessing, is like the part of the deck that's after something that's significant. So the after deck is the rear of the boat, also called the stern. Oh, fine. The deck at the back. Yes. Oh, man. Jargon, jargon. Do you think Robert Louis Stevenson, do you think he was a wannabe tailor? And he's just basically trying to show off all, everything he's, he knows yeah, about it. Yeah. Oh, he definitely is. There'll be at least one person listening who's equally ignorant and they would appreciate it. So for you, whoever yes. you are, you're welcome. There were the two watchmen, sure enough. Red cap on his back, as stiff as a hand spike, with his arms stretched out like those of a crucifix <laughs> and his teeth showing through his open lips. Israel hands propped up against the bullocks, his chin on his chest, his hands lying open before him on the deck his face as white under its tan as a tallow candle. For a while, the ship kept bucking and sidling like a vicious horse, the sails filling, now on one tack, now on another, and the boom swinging to and fro till the mast groaned aloud under the strain. Now and again, too, there would come a cloud of light sprays over the bullock, and a heavy blow of the ship's bows against the swell. So much heavier weather was made of it by this great rigged ship than by my homemade lopsided coracle, now gone to the bottom of the sea. At every jump of the schooner, Redcap slipped to and fro, but, what was ghastly to behold, neither his attitude nor his fixed teeth-disclosing grin was anyway disturbed by this rough usage, At every jump, two hands appeared still more to sink into himself and settle down upon the deck, his feet sliding ever the farther out, and the whole body canting towards the stern, so that his face became little by little hid from me, and at last I could see nothing beyond his ear, 
and the frayed ringlet of one whisker. At the same time, I observed, around both of them, splashes of dark blood upon the planks, and began to feel sure that they had killed each other in their drunken wrath, while I was thus looking and wondering, in a calm moment, when the ship was still, Israel hands turned partly round, and with a low moan writhed himself back to the position in which I had seen him first. The moan, which told of pain and deadly weakness, and the way in which his jaw hung open, went right to my heart. But when I remembered the talk I had overheard from the apple barrel, all pity left me. I walked aft until I reached the mainmast. Come aboard, Mr. Hands, I said ironically. He rolled his eyes round heavily, but he was too far gone to express surprise. All he could do was utter one word. Brandy! <laughs> it occurred to me there was no time to lose, and dodging the boom as it once more lurched across the deck, I slipped aft and down the companion stairs into the cabin. It was such a scene of confusion as you can hardly fancy. All the lockfast places had been broken open in quest of the chart. The floor was thick with mud where ruffians had sat down to drink or consult after wading in the marshes around their camp. The bulkheads, all painted in clear white and beaded round with gilt, bore a pattern of dirty hands. Dozens of empty bottles clinked together in corners to the rolling of the ship. One of the doctor's medical books lay open on the table, half of the leaves gutted out, I suppose, for the pipe-lights. In the midst of all this the lamp still cast a smoky glow, obscure and brown as umber. I went into the cellar. All the barrels were gone, and of the bottles a most surprising number had been drunk out and thrown away. Certainly since the mutiny began, not a man of them could ever have been sober. <laughs> Foraging about, I found a bottle with some brandy left, for hands, and for myself I rooted out some biscuit, some pickled fruits, a great bunch of raisins, and a piece of cheese. With these I came on deck, put down my own stock behind the rudder head and well out of the coxswain's reach, went forward to the water-breaker and had a good deep drink of water, and then, and not till then, gave hands the brandy. He must have drunk a gill before he took the bottle from his mouth. Aye, said he, by thunder, but I wanted some of that. I had sat down already in my own corner and begun to eat. Much hurt? I asked him. He grunted, or rather, I might say, he barked. If that doctor was aboard, he said, I'd be right enough in a couple of turns, but I don't have no manner of luck, you see, and that's what's the matter with me. As for that swab, he's good and dead, he is, he added, indicating the man with the red cap. He weren't no seaman anyhow. And where might you have come from? So he's killed Redcap. He's killed Redcap. In their fight. Yeah. And I'm guessing he's injured. He seems to be. And so he needs a doctor. You know how at the start you're thinking, wow, the captain and stuff are quite strict. Like it's very regimented at sea mm. in terms of discipline and 
roles and responsibilities and all the rest of it. And then you read this and you realise why, because of how quickly it can all fall apart. Yeah, literally. It's if like people are fulfilling their roles. Foods on board probably doesn't help. Well, yeah, but it just shows you just how like how quickly it all went from like, yeah, this is a beautiful brand new schooner to there's mud everywhere and the whole place has been ransacked and it's basically deserted because everyone's left. Like the only person on board this ship right now is a, a injured an injured pirate and a dead body. Like it, They've all just seemed to have just deserted it. Maybe it's because they think the anchor's down and they go, well, it's not going anywhere, so it will always be there for when we need to go home. But if I knew that something was my only getaway vehicle, I'd look after it. <laughs> Do I don't think that's smart, if I'm honest. Yeah. Like, Jimmy, if you had, like, a thing and you're like, right, that's the only way I'm going to get back to civilization and the only way I'm going to get home, like, you would you would make sure that it was kept in good yeah. nick. Because you would not want this thing falling apart halfway over the Atlantic. Well, said I, I've come aboard to take possession of this ship, Mr. Hans, and you'll please regard me as your captain until further notice. <laughs> Good, Jim. He's got his sassy pants on, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how brave he gets when somebody's completely incapacitated and yeah. hammered. He looked at me sourly enough, but said nothing. Some of the colour had come back into his cheeks, though he still looked very sick and still continued to slip out and settle down as the ship banged about. By the way, I continued, I can't have these colours, Mr. Hans, and by your leave I'll strike them. Better none than these. Little illustration here. Oh, we've got a picture. Of him basically saying, yeah, piracy is not the way. Jim taking the, uh, yeah, Jim taking the pirate flag yeah. down. Striking. Although they both one. seem more awake like, Yeah, I was like, compare this to the previous illustration. The dead guys moved. <laughs> well, he did yeah. say that they got like buffeted by the the, the ship a bit. He wouldn't yeah, have like moved. You think he'd just fall over? He... No, I thought the dead one was the one who was lying flat, or was the dead one his real hands? I don't know. Let's have a look at the other photo again. I thought the guy on the left was the dead one. Maybe. Oh yeah. The problem is the thing that identifies them is the red nightcap, but this illustration's in black and white, and you can't see if They've he's got, got a little on. like. <laughs> Tail, yeah, no, not you can't see the tail oh, actually, of them, so it's not really very. Maybe clear. the guy sitting up, he's he looks like he's got a bit of a Scrooge hat on, doesn't he? Yeah, but then that's the person who's meant to be dead, and I'd say the face of the person lying sprawled out on the floor looks Way deader. But I think he did say that Mister uh, Mister Hands was the one who was sprawled out like a um, crucified, oh, like, yes. like uh, a man being crucified. So he, the the alive person, must be the one lying on the floor with his tongue hanging okay. out, which is a bit confusing. Okay. But yeah, Jim looks a lot older here. As again, He's, there's no consistency. He looks more yeah, like yeah. Tweeny. Yeah. yeah, he almost looks like Prince Caspian. Yeah, that's what I was there. literally going to say, Prince Caspian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's got this kind of like, it's almost like the, the chapters where he's more heroic. He looks more manly and older and more statuesque. And then like the bits where it's like, oh, he's just this little boy being a bit of a coward. He's drawn as this tiny little like toddler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, dodging the boom. I ran to the colour lines, handed down their cursed black flag and chucked it overboard. God save the king, said I, waving my cap. <laughs> and there's an end to Captain Silver. He watched me keenly and slyly, his chin all the while on his breast. I reckon, he said at last, I reckon, Captain Markins, you'll kind of want to get ashore now. Suppose we talks. Well, yes, says I. With all my heart, Mr. Hans, say on. 
and I went back to my meal with a good appetite. This man, he began, nodding feebly at the corpse. O'Brien were his name. A rank island islander. Irelander. Irelander. He's an Irelander. He's Irish. <laughs> Never was there more a piratey yeah. word than Irelander. <laughs> this man and me got the canvas on her, meaning for to sail her back. Well, he's dead now, he is, as dead as bilge. And who's to sail this ship, I don't see. Without I gives you a hint, you ain't that man, as far as I can tell. Now look here, you gives me food and drink, uh, an old scarf or handkerchief to tie my wound up, you do. And I'll tell you how to sail her. And that's about square all round, I take it. I'll tell you one thing, says I. I'm not going back to Captain Kidd's anchorage. I mean to get into North Inlet and beach her quietly there. To be sure you did, he cried. Why, I ain't sich an infernal lubber after all. I can see, can't I? I've tried my fling, I have, and I've lost. And it's you as the wind of me. North Inlet. Why? Why, I haven't no choice, not I. I'd help you sailor up to execution dock by thunder, so I would. Well, as it seemed to me, there was some sense in this. We struck our bargain on the spot. In three minutes, I had the Hispaniola <laughs> sailing easily before the wind along the coast of Treasure Island with good hopes of turning the northern point ere noon and beating down again as far as North Inlet before high water, when we might beach her safely and wait till the subsiding tide permitted us to land. Then I lashed the tiller and went below to my own chest, where I got a soft silk handkerchief of my mother's. With this, and with my aid, Hans bound up the great bleeding stab he had received in the thigh, and after he had eaten a little and had a swallow or two more of brandy, he began to pick up visibly, sat straighter up, spoke louder and clearer, and looked in every way another man. The breeze served us admirably. We skimmed before it like a bird, the coast of the island flashing by and the view changing every minute. Soon we were past the highlands and bowling beside low sandy country, sparsely dotted with dwarf pines, and soon we were beyond that again, and had turned the corner of the rocky hill that ends the island on the north. I was greatly elated with my new command, and pleased with the bright, sunshiny weather, and these different prospects of the coast. I had now plenty of water and good things to eat, and my conscience, which had smitten me hard for my desertion, was quieted by the great conquest I had made. I should, I think, have had nothing left me to desire but for the eyes of the coxswain as they followed me derisively about the deck and the odd smile that appeared continually on his face. It was a smile that had in it something both of pain and weakness, a haggard old man's smile. But there was, besides that, a grain of derision, the shadow of treachery 
in his expression as he craftily watched and watched and watched me at my work. End of chapter. So he's managed to get the boat moving. So someone obviously in the Pirates does know how to sail it after all. So it must be the navigation and stuff like that that they've got problems with. Maybe they were just awaiting orders and there was no captain to give them them, so they sort of had an excuse to do nothing. I don't really... Oh, no, I mean when... Because you remember when Captain Smollett was like, you can't sail away without us because you don't know how to. Yeah, it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were making the bargain with Silver, and we were like, going, "Oh, no one knows how to sail the ship." Interesting, but here, someone clearly does. So it must be the navigational side of the sailing of the ship. Oh, yeah, they don't know how to do, which is what you'd need to go to university sure. to learn. So you can get the boat moving, but you can't than, get it back um, to England. You you don't know which way you're going. Yeah, you don't know where you're heading for. So, so I mean, Jim's not actually done too bad oh, yeah, he's, here. He's played a good. Funnily yeah. enough, he's actually fallen on you know fallen on his feet here and uh managed to take the ship and only one person but i think they're trying to obviously set up some kind of foreboding in that end bit where hans isn't necessarily happy about this arrangement and probably at the first opportunity will try to be jim's undoing i'm still quite surprised that out of all the pirates there's only two left on board like so they're all on the island then so maybe they must just be like just searching the treasure maybe maybe they've just gone you know what if all of us just look maybe we might find it we assume there were more of them before so either that yeah they must have either left or there's no other other isn't it down to nine or something no so clearly Everybody must have left and gone. Yeah, and Redcap, you remember, was one of the ones who stormed the stockade. Oh. We met him during the attack, and then he ran away. He was the one that ran away. So they've clearly had like a personnel change after this, and he's been sent to the ship to watch the ship. Maybe because they realise he's rubbish in a fight, <laughs> actually, like to attack the guys. So they've put him on the ship instead. But um, yeah, I I'm still. I'm still sitting there going, come on, can we get back yeah, to the no. treasure? Can we get back to just moving this forward, please? Like, we're on chapter 26 now, and no one's They've even They've not really spoken it about yet. it in about four chapters. As close as we've come in no. a while, because he, when he went downstairs, they'd ransacked the place looking for the, for the map. For the map. So, presumably, if it was there, they found it, and they might be off doing it. Yeah, I don't think was, they did. It's probably it. on. I think that's probably one of the when they've done seven trips or whatever it was in the boat to yeah, get. They're to not going to. I'm pretty sure that would have been one of the things that they brought. Yeah, it's their main bargaining chip. Well, maybe maybe Livesey um, decided he'd rather prioritise his cheese. Yeah, Parmigiano <laughs> festival. <laughs> I was reading, like looking at his meal, going like, oh. I don't know if I trust cheese that's not been yeah, in the fridge. I bet the grapes, the grapes like would be a bit how long. wrinkly as well, I bet. <laughs> well, they're raisins. Yeah, you said pickled, didn't you say pickled oh, fruit okay. and raisins. So it's like raisins is fine. Like pickled, I, I don't know about pickled either. Like I could understand, you know, apples in a tin or a jar with sugar syrup or something like that. We're talking like, like get that, but egg. pickled. Yeah, no, or like. Wouldn't it end up just being like balsamic 
raspberries. It sounds a bit middle class <laughs> and fruity, if you ask me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Some like balsamic strawberry glaze of that ilk. Uh, I love the idea. Of it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we've there too as well. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's got a proper little dried fruit nut and like cheese it's hamper fine going for his. Uh, Oh yeah, you can't eat a nice yeah. chutney <laughs> from a chutney. nice farmer's market store. Maybe that's what it Could is. It's homemade, Maybe. don't you know? Yeah, it's made in Mrs. Miggins' kitchen. None of this, none of this big corporation rubbish from Tesco. <laughs> but like, I suppose lime pickle and mango yeah, chutney like and all that kind of stuff is all like it's all pickled. Yeah. So let's yeah, it must be guess that. what the next chapter's called. <laughs> something random i'm gonna say hands gets hands, hands face 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to i want to be like something like yeah like hands makes a move or do you mean hands no, i like hands gets to, handsy. do you know what I mean because i feel that's what <laughs> okay hands gets handsy it. More, more out of hope. We'll call it "Back to the Island" or something like that. Whoa, back to the island. <laughs> or like treasure. Whoa, we're gonna oh, have we're a gonna party. Oh no, they're going to sail up to Ibiza <laughs> and they're going to start a party boat service. Yeah. Whoa. Like, whoa. Be, no, uh, you know what? Actually, <laughs> I would love that. Like, go on, like, have a party boat, but on aboard a pirate ship because they're always. I've, I've only ever done it once. It's always just on like a modern. But if it wasn't a party boat, that would be the best. And if you got to dress as pirates, and it was also there was a bar and a disco, yeah, that would be just amazing. Rum everywhere. Let's, Wouldn't let's it be great if Treasure that. Island was actually the origin story of the Venga Boys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, the Venga Boat is coming, and everybody. Uh, you're both Israel, wrong. But my water synthesizer. New York to Treasure <laughs> Island. <laughs> You're both wrong, but Matt's closer uh, because hand, as hand per usual. may or may, may well get handsy. We don't know. Uh, chapter twenty six is called okay. Israel Hands. Oh, fair enough. Oh, yeah. Wow, he's he, apparently he's such his own a chapter. prime character. Who knew that he gets his own chapter? He's more than like Captain Smollett or Long John Silver. And I love it. It's just he's like a character that. You you never really hear about in any of the adaptations. No, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think he gets to sign them done up, either. Is like, does he not? Does he not get a muppet? No, he does. Well, not that I, I know of. So. I don't think so. Something tells me that Israel Hands is the chapter title is probably we're going to get some kind of backstory, mm. flashback. I mean, like with the with the Ben Gun chapter. And that, yeah, <laughs> I don't have a feeling that it's going to be him actually making a Flash- <laughs> flashback. Very I thought he said flashback. <laughs> No, he said flashback. I was like, what flashback? A flashback at sea. A flashback. <laughs> if he doesn't mention the treasure, I'm going to oh, break dear. my computer. Mm. Yeah. Talk about how, how his father no, never loved him. Because you need to be able to record. Like, <laughs> Robert's like, yeah, oh, probably, now, no, that's now it's going to be it. It's going to be like some depth of character. Yeah, about someone we don't care about In because he's 26. not a main character. Yeah. There's lots of side. I mean, as I said last week, when we found out this was a monthly subscription like release thing originally, it's like definitely makes sense now as to why there's these tangents that seem to occur each week instead of just like staying on central theme all the way through. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, if you've got any thoughts or opinions, you can message us on thelazybookclub at um, gmail.com. Or if you were a pirate, what country would you have as your first name? I would be uh, Mozambique Nose. Uh, <laughs> you could tell us that on Twitter <laughs> at Lazy Book Club Pod. And tell us your favorite fruit to pickle on Instagram <laughs> at Lazy Book Club Pod. I think I would be Montserrat okay. Knee. That's good. Okay, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for. Oh, knees. knees Montserrat Knees. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, he's yes. hands, so I thought I'd go okay. plural as well. I, I'd like to be um, Norway balls. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think that's a great thing <laughs> to sign off on. So there you go. Let's finish with that. We will see you next week for chapter 26. Bye. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.